Today, our second reading comes from the letter to the Hebrews. The authorship of the letter to the Hebrews is disputed. For a long time, for many decades, maybe centuries even, it was believed that Paul was the author to the Hebrews. And even in some Bibles today, it still says St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. But more modern biblical scholarship kind of suggests that the author to the Hebrews may not be St. Paul, maybe someone from the school of St. Paul who, who learned from him, who was formed by him. And so it's kind of now this anonymous letter that we have that we've heard today. I think the little excerpt that we heard today, and really we see this, I think, all throughout the letter to the Hebrews is that it is a letter of encouragement. It's one that gives hope for the individual person in their life as a follower of the Lord, as a Christian. So I think there are three things today that we could draw a little hope from, inspiration in our Christian life. So the first movement of the reading says this, Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. And so as we hear those words, let us hold fast to our confession, what the author is trying to say is, let us not get rid of our faith, let us not renounce it, but let us hold fast to what it is that we believe. Let us hold fast to the fact that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, that he lived our life, that he suffered death on the cross for the salvation of the world, that he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. Let us maintain and hold fast to our confession of faith that Jesus forgives sins, that he's left us the Eucharist as the memorial of our redemption, as food for our journey. So we want to hold fast to what it is that we believe. In recent years, it's become quite easy for some to renounce their faith, to say, I no longer know if I believe this confession of faith. And usually it's not something to do with the tenets of what it is that they believe, but they stop believing perhaps in the church, for example. And through some of the scandals that have happened over the recent decades and even just in the last two weeks, a report from France about the grave abuse crisis that happened there over the last decades. And so for some of those French people, they read this news, they hear it, and maybe they lose faith in the institutional church. But the author to the Hebrews is encouraging them and is encouraging us to hold fast to our confession, that if we believe what it is that we believe, well, then we don't want to let go of it, that if we believe Christ is present in the Eucharist and we receive him, well, then we want to receive that gift, that if he forgives sins through the sacrament of reconciliation, well, then I want to be forgiven. The second uh, mo movement of our reading from the Hebrews says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. Again, this is a message of encouragement, a message of hope that 
regardless of what it is that we're facing in our life, he's reminding them we, have a, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So that means we have a high priest who is able to sympathize then. That Jesus, who was born of the Virgin Mary, lived our life, and so he understands the human condition. That it says that he was similarly been tested in every way, yet without sin. We're reminded of that every uh, first Sunday of Lent, as we hear the temptation of Jesus in the desert, that the evil one comes and tempts him, but Jesus withstands it. And so when we're tested, when we're tempted, well, we look to Jesus, who is our model and example. We can see in him one who resisted, one who can inspire us in those moments. We have one who can sympathize with our weaknesses. So he knew loss. He experienced the death of individuals in his life. Jesus knows our weakness, and sometimes maybe we're betrayed by others. And so he can, we, he can sympathize with us because he was betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter. So this gives us encouragement every day then to remind ourselves of what Jesus experienced as we experience it ourselves. And the third movement of our second reading today says, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. So to pray, to not be afraid to pray, to not be afraid to ask for forgiveness or to bring your petitions to God in prayer. He says, confidently approach the throne of grace. And, well, didn't we see that in our gospel, that James and John approach Jesus with great confidence. They say, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And so then they go on to ask and make their appeal, make their request. But they had confidence, they had boldness. St. Teresa of Avila, who the church remembered this past Friday, said that we pay God a great compliment when we ask him for big favors, when we bring our petitions to him. Well, that's confidence that God hears us, that God answers us, that we can approach the throne of mercy, that God will help us as we make requests to him in our daily life, that he'll provide for us each and every day. The author of this letter to the Hebrews gives us encouragement for each and every day that we live our life because he encourages us never to give up on our faith but hold fast to what it is that we believe. He reminds us that Jesus understands what we're going through and because of that, we can ask him for his help each and every day.